Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Leap Takers podcast, the podcast for the curious where I'm interviewing daring entrepreneurs, investors and shapers from various fields to learn how they got started on their journey and to discover the insights, tips, tricks and advice they gathered so that you too can take the leap. My guest today is Alize de Tonak. Alize is the founder of SeedStars, a global group of companies with a mission to impact people's lives in emerging markets through technology and entrepreneurship. The group's activities cover over 80 emerging ecosystems through a variety of activities, such as hosting one of the world's largest startup competitions called SeedStars World. They do training and acceleration programs. They have physical hubs called SeedSpace. They also do venture capital investments and company building activities. Alice is also a board member of the School of Management in Fribourg and a member of the Swiss National Innovation Council. She was nominated as a social entrepreneur in Forbes 30 under 30, an innovation fellow of Wired UK, and also as one of Europe's 50 most influential women in the startup and venture capital space. As always, before we get started, I'd like to share one of my favorite quotes with you to kick off this episode. So here it goes. Whatever you're meant to do, do it now. The conditions are always impossible. That was a quote by Doris Lessing, and somehow this quote really resonated with me. Having said that, let's get started. Please enjoy this episode with Alize de Tonak. Hello, Alize. Welcome to the Leap Takers podcast. I'm very excited that you decided to come on the show, and I'm looking forward to learn more about you and your journey and seed stars in the process. So yeah, thanks a lot for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I would like to start first just for people that are not that familiar with you to tell them or how would you introduce yourself to someone you haven't met yet at a cocktail party or a dinner party? So very <laughs> briefly, what are you doing and what are you currently working on? Yes, uh, so um, I seven years ago with my uh, co-founders, we launched uh, Seed Stars World, which had for objective to impact people's lives in emerging markets. And at that time, what we knew is we're kind of at this sweet spot between the rise of emerging markets, the democratization of technology, um, and at the same time, kind of this new generation of millennials, but also more and more entrepreneurs that are wanting to change the status quo. And so how could we get involved in all these um, trends? And uh, quickly uh, with SeedStars, we started building kind of uh, a very clear focus of on one side, supporting with training network, um, mentors and, and different types of programs, uh, the entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs in emerging markets and on the other side, um, investing in these businesses and helping them scale um, so that they can become the success stories of their regions. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. And I would like to dive straight in and ask you a bit about the origin story of Seed Stars and then also Seed Stars World. So from what I read is that you, I think you got involved quite early or like right at the beginning and met with the other founders. And yes. could you elaborate a bit on yeah, how you met them and how you decided to, or why you decided to join Seed Stars? Yes. And so at that time I was working um, in uh, L'Oréal, the cosmetic group um, in Italy and as much as I had uh, been learning a lot, there was a sense of, 
I think a, a lack of vision of how I saw myself in this position and in general in the corporate environment. And so I was very, very fortunate to be at a party with uh, friends and meet uh, one of the co-founders, Pierre Alain, but I had also known Mikel and Benjamin from my previous years at university. And so I was fortunate to kind of first trial meet uh, the right partners with whom I'm still working seven years later. And, um, and it, 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 I think what triggered the change from the corporate world to testing out myself in the more entrepreneurial world was that when I had discussed with Pierre Alain a bit my ambitions and doubts, uh, he on his end had so clearly presented his uh, vision and, and what was very impressive is how actionable he was. So it was, okay, by end of next year, um, I will have done this, this, and this. And, and I felt like in my world and with whom I was interacting with, all these were far away kind of dreams or hopes or things you'd like to do, but you never get to do. And so I wanted to be around people like that. Um, and Seed Stars was really built out of nothing. And, and, and that was something extremely exciting. And, and the mission and the ambitions were also um, very tempting. And so I quickly jumped into the occasion to start this adventure with them. And what was his original vision? Um, was it the same, like how it turned out to be now? Or was it different in the yeah. beginning? At that time, there was more an intention of building companies um, because we were in uh, Switzerland, out of Switzerland. Um, when we went off to do the first Seed Stars World startup competition and we made a conscious decision to focus on emerging markets because we felt like there was already a lot happening um, in Europe and the States, um, very quickly in our travels, where at that first year we had done 20 uh, countries, quickly it was quite obvious that actually we should be putting our efforts and our energy into supporting, collaborating, investing, recruiting in emerging markets. Um, just that I get the picture right. So you were traveling around the world and you were like in different cities holding startup competitions. Is that correct? Or... Yes, so the, first, uh, the first initiative that we launched kind of um, in parallel of uh, building and investing in businesses was that of um, building the network. And one vehicle to build an appropriate network of all the stakeholders that uh, participate in building a, a startup ecosystem, maybe the investors, uh, the different ecosystem um, builders, the like accelerator programs, co-working spaces, the government agencies, the startups themselves, etc., we, uh, we thought that the, a competition would be a great vehicle to filter and qualify such a network that could become extremely powerful. Um, and what we realized later, it became an unbelievable uh, marketing powerhouse, which built the Seed Stars brand and what it is today. Taking a quick step back again, when you were still at L'Oreal, was it a hard decision to do this leap or like, how did you approach this decision? Did you make like a pro con list or was it more a gut <laughs> feeling? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's one of the few times I listened to my gut. Um, so it, 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 it wasn't a structured decision making. It was more kind of, 
I had reached a point where um, I felt this complacence that did not make me feel comfortable. <laughs> Um, and, um, and so I was willing to be quite radical in where I would live, um, the next opportunity I wanted to jump in. Um, but uh, it was, for sure, it was a tough one. Now in, in retrospect and having met thousands of entrepreneurs around the world, it was a very easy decision compared to many stories I hear because I was, I don't know, I was, I think I was 24. I had no real responsibilities. Uh, I had plenty of years ahead to, to make many mistakes. So um, in retrospect, it, it, was, it, it was a very easy decision. I didn't have to fight against family, community. Uh, all this did not, I didn't have a family of myself. So all this uh, made it very easy. But uh, yes, of course, when uh, you leave kind of the corporate world, you, every, your, your entourage, um, which you have selected also kind of naturally around people that are uh, within the corporate world, um, they fear for your future. <laughs> and so it made me fear on if I could ever uh, get back or not lose too much. But uh, it was by far the best decision I have ever made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think looking at what you what you helped build with Seed Stars, yeah, it sounds definitely like the right decision. And would you say to now other entrepreneurs, more generalized advice, if you let's say have a yeah, mid twenty year old university graduate and he or she might decide between a corporate job or starting a company, what would your advice be? I, I don't know if it's uh, as easy to now uh, to 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 how do I say to categorize between corporate and startup world. Uh, there are so many worlds actually. Um, I think my experience helped me extremely in understanding what I did not want, and and that was very valuable. And and I was lucky enough to to figure out uh, quite fast enough, uh, but. Um, I remember choosing my first position for the prestige of the company, for the prestige of the title, for the prestige of the product I was selling. It was important for me to be in luxury for the, the career progression I was intended to, 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 to go on. And all these elements I find have zero value actually. And quickly what I realized is I think you have to choose the right team. And so when doing the interviews for a startup or when you want to start a company and you're kind of defining what, what is going to be your founding team or when you, you look into different corporate opportunities, it's really to try and figure out who are you going to be working with and who is going to teach you. So who will be your mentor and what will you learn? And, 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 and of course, uh, also an element of purpose in the bigger mission of that organization, but also your purpose of understanding what is concretely your value added to the bigger purpose on a quite short-term basis. Um, I find it very, it's very, um, it's, a, it's a long and painful process to build a company or to, to grow within a, any organization. And so those kind of more short-term wins and clarity on how you bring value on a more short-term basis, I find is fundamental. And 
especially now that I'm managing people, uh, I realize how crucial it is in motivating and, and, and retaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you touched on something very important there as well in the beginning when you said that you should know what you do not want. And yeah, I feel like that's very important. So it helps people to first, yeah, like get a job that they think they would like and then treat it more as an experiment and see, yeah, that could be something for me. And if they realize it's not what they want, they, you can switch or yeah, oh, kind of figure it out. Yeah, I think no one will get it <laughs> in the no. first try. Yeah. I, I know there are some people that I see with an unbelievable drive and conviction of what is their purpose and how they want to move forward. Um, but most of us, um, need to be experimenting and there's always a way out and there's always a way in. And, uh, and I think that's the, that, and that level of confidence in the uncertainties is fundamental. Mm -hmm. You need to build it with experience. So there's, there's no point hiding and there's no point waiting for the perfect job or the perfect idea. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. You also already touched a little bit on my next question beforehand, But I was really wondering how you approached building up this this whole competition. And because I see it almost a little bit as a chicken and egg problem. Like you have to bring or provide value to startups through having a big network mm -hmm. and a reputation. But then you also need to get the startups, the first startups to come and uh, want to participate. So how did you solve that problem? So there was a definitely a, uh, so there was a level of just doing it. Um, and I think a lot of people underestimate um, that first step of executing it because the moment in which we started doing it and we started adding to the list 10, 15, 20 countries, um, we were much further ahead of any other competition or potential network trying to build something similar. Um, there's an element of faking it. Um, so we Uh, we decided to take the a calculated number. We take the risk of committing to an investment in the winners when we didn't have the money at that point. Uh, we started the competition when we knew we had funds to last until halfway, um, but we took the risk of taking all the flights. So it was a way also to make sure we had enough um, motivation to, to fundraise and, be creative of how would we build a business model that would, that would self-sustain. So I think that th that element of, of actually going on the ground and doing it, of faking it, but also with a confidence that we believed in what we do, we did. And more importantly, we really believed in the quality that we uh, committed to. And that's from how we presented to the type of support we committed to, to the startups. Of course, many failures, many errors, many misunderstandings on the way. Um, but those kind of three elements really helped us. And, and I think there, I don't remember who was saying, um, fake it until you become it. And I, I find it very true, uh, mm -hmm. the idea that you fake it to become what you've actually kind of oversold. And I think that's the, the very important element when you start out. Yeah, yeah. And I think you also need definitely to have that vision clearly where you want to go and have for the full conviction to, to make it work. Yes, and because for sure you'll be failing more than you've expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was one of your, let's say, favorite moments along the journey of getting seed stars off the ground? Anything that comes to mind? 
now it's been so long there there are many uh, <laughs> but it because uh you that can also be a reason brought me back uh, so far away <laughs> um i think that the the world tour is unbelievable because it was a level of exposure to to different people talents cultures challenges um opportunities that it really defined how i wanted to, it really defined kind of the tone at which i wanted to um to continue kind of walking on this earth and and how i wanted to choose the people that surrounded me and what type of person i wanted to be and uh, and so it really shaped me as a person um and uh, it's still some of the, the most memorable um experiences of people with unbelievable generosity and intelligence and and culture um that i have been exposed to and seed stars has always been able to give this to me um and so now we have i have people that i love working with and i love meeting the entrepreneurs and i love interacting with our investors and partners and and so there's just that level of that comfort of being with such great people i mm-hmm. have to say which still which in the end is what <laughs> what is most memorable yeah that that uh, definitely makes sense and i think yeah if you build something like that up yeah you can really shape it also the way you want something to look like and to, yeah have the people involved that you want to work with so that's a great benefit there which brings me to yeah kind of today very seed stars today like what is currently happening and are there like specific trends that you're seeing uh, or like companies that you're specifically looking for in the competitions yeah like just talk a little bit about where you are at today and what's going on mm-hmm. so seed stars is is everything but just a competition now um, <laughs> really if i had to 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 kind of break us down on on one side there is everything um that needs to be done to build a more robust pipeline of impact businesses in emerging markets and one initiative is the competition which sheds lights on these businesses um which shows you what type of entrepreneurs come out of Kazakhstan or Guatemala and and at the same time provides a level of training access to funding um to these entrepreneurs but then quickly we wanted to become much more relevant on the ground on a day-to-day basis and not punctually every year and so we've now we now have 12 physical campuses which we call the seed spaces which host entrepreneurs and and other like-minded entrepreneurial minds under one roof and where we operate different activities with corporates government and foundations that have objectives to access such markets and talents and and on the other side we continue our investments i believe now we have a portfolio of 60 businesses at early stage um and we've we've announced earlier this year um a fund a more series a fund for africa that we're currently fundraising for and uh, and something that will be replicating in the other continents so we we were still very much aligned with our initial vision and continuing on one hand um to be a, an active participant in the growth of these ecosystems and on the other hand a very active investor to the point that we also have our own company studio so so we have ourselves launched with our teams businesses in Nigeria or Myanmar for example mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a great mission that you you have with, with sea stars, and especially in these regions that maybe yeah don't have that much infrastructure yet for entrepreneurs to really get their companies off the ground. And then I think SeedStars is a great place for them to, to get started. Do you have any resources or like recommendations for founders that want to become part of uh, SeedStars or like get involved or also just general recommendations uh, or advice that you have for entrepreneurs? Um, so if I understood, when you say founders, is, is how to um, be part of our programs or competition or... Yes. Uh, so so one would be how can they become part of the program? Yes. And yeah. second is just general tips. It can also be like books or tools that you think are helpful for entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, so I think it's easiest actually to go on our website, uh, seedstars.com, because depending on uh, the maturity of the business, depending on its industry, its geography, we have more or less tailored programs. And the competition is not the only point of entry. So we've just launched uh, a MENA acceleration program out of Saudi Arabia. Uh, we have launched one in Peru and Cambodia. Um, some are industry-specific, others agnostic. So I think it's best to go on seastars.com and, and connect with us um, to understand what what is it that we're doing that would fit the maturity of the business, the challenges that need uh, to be supported, um, to, to, to receive support on, and, and we would have a more or less tailored approach to that. Generally, we've been very fortunate that a lot of very wise women and men have, uh, have been quite uh, hooked or interested by what we do. So um, we really have great mentorship and a quite sincere one where we get very valuable feedback, which is honest, transparent, and, and hard sometimes. Uh, but that has been really for me as, as I grow as a, as a talent within the company, but also whilst we question our strategy has been uh, fundamental. Um, so I, I would advise to to surround yourself well, but I wouldn't do it as a checklist of, I need a mentor, so I'm gonna get myself a mentor. It, it unfortunately comes quite informally. Uh, it's very authentic and sincere. If not, it quickly becomes bullshit and, and process or some form of process, which doesn't bring much value. And, uh, and then, yeah, everyone comes, because we're quite a large team, and so we have everyone that comes in with different books, essays, blog posts, TEDs, whatever the format may be, mm -hmm. um, of interesting stories, uh, analysis that have always supported us. So we've always been big uh, readers, viewers um, on, on different subjects. And it goes from how we challenged ourselves uh, on rethinking the values and, and how we disseminate the culture of seed stars um, to how do we build a pitch for a specific product, um, to, um, to how do we manage a reorganization. So, so we do that um, a lot across all challenges that we have. And is there any, like, let's say, specific favorite book that you have that you read in the last few years that you would recommend? It doesn't even need to be specifically about entrepreneurship. It can also be... Um, fiction, just something that you thought was like um, great or like a good read for someone? Yeah. Um, 
these questions, what bother me is that afterwards I'm like, oh, I forgot to mention this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if something else comes to mind, I can add it to the show notes later as well. So, But, but the latest, <laughs> the one that pops in my mind is Principles from Ray Dalio. And I didn't even uh, read it completely, but we've, we've used a lot of, uh, of point. I mean, we've, we've discussed it a lot in, in, in how we wanted to run our business and how transparent uh, we want to be uh, within the whole organization. And so it's been, uh, uh, he's, he's been coming up a lot uh, very recently. And mm-hmm. um, so, so th- that would be one. Yeah, I also agree. I, I, I thought it was a great book when I read it. And there's also like a summary online that is even freely available where yeah, you, you get the main points. And then there's also, because um, I'm very fortunate to be meeting with the author of The Human Network uh, in Lausanne, actually, very soon. And so they kindly uh, gave us um, his book. And it's, it's very fascinating to see um, the level of dependencies and influences across informal or formalized networks and what does that mean. And so um, I thought it was a, a very interesting read uh, what was the name again? The Human Project? Or? The Network. Then, uh, okay. By Matthew Jackson. Okay, great. I'll also make sure to list this in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Then if, to wrap it up with like maybe the last two questions, I always like to ask the guest also some personal questions. So do you have any advice for your younger self? Like let's say five or 10 ye- years ago, anything that comes to mind (laughs) (laughs) just chill (laughs) just chill it's it's good it's short and short and good (laughs) okay and you must be very busy like also traveling a lot uh, as part of your your job so is there any hobby or routine that you have that helps you to decompress and relax so in the good days, because I would love to tell you it's regular all year round, but uh, nope. Uh, but when I do have um, the energy, um, what helps me the most is uh, yoga. Yoga and um, hiking. So mm-hmm. these have really been like very clear, objective um, activities where I've seen um, there's immediate effect on my um, mental sanity. Is it any specific type of yoga no whatever i i i do a bit of everything okay good then we can come to my last question which is my typical ending question of the podcast Mm -hmm. because it's the theme of the podcast is uh leap taking or the leap takers so i always ask my guests what does courage mean to you personally Uh, um what does courage mean what what comes to mind immediately is really authenticity because i think every time i've had to kind of strip down my ego and be very transparent and honest with my current sentiments or or my beliefs or my opinions it's where i've had to have the most courage and it's probably where if i have to look back it's where i've had the least courage to be in my authentic self thank you very much for sharing that yeah. So where can people find more about you? Like, do you, are you on Twitter or like where could people find more about yourself? No, unfortunately, uh, I, I, I don't, um, I, I don't know how to communicate across these platforms. So <laughs> um, it's really through Seed Stars 
that that I that's where I work. Very most active. I think through Seed Stars you can really experience kind of what's taking place and how we're working and and with whom we're working. Um, But yeah, sorry, there's nothing more personal out there. Okay, thanks again for coming on the podcast, Alize. I thought this was a really interesting conversation, and thanks for sharing your insights. Thank you, and thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Then all the best to you and Seed Stars. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. You could do me a really big favor if you quickly head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give the Leap Takers podcast a five-star rating. This would really help me to get more visible and that I'll be able to continuously bring on great guests to this show. So thank you very much. In addition, I'm also happy about any type of feedback that you might have or ideas for future guests and the questions you would like me to ask them. So if you have any ideas, just shoot me a message. You can find all my podcast episodes as well as my contact details on leaptakers.com or you can also just follow me on Twitter and Instagram where you should be able to find me under Remo Kiburts. Next to the podcast, I also started uh, writing some blog posts on the Leaptakers website. So there I write about various topics, be it about investing, entrepreneurship, traveling, or just some new cool products that I tried. It's all there. So check it out if you like. Having said that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay curious and I hope to catch you next time. Bye-bye.